0: The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to slash Edge to get started today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Kober. With me tonight is my co host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Well,
1: it finally happened. Uh, finally hit a golf outright. Only the second all year. You know, I bet like four or six guys almost every week. Well, not lately because I've been getting so um strung out, tilted, and. Uh, more or less just giving up. You heard me on that Friday show. I was like, oh yeah, I bet a few guys today and, uh, didn't even know how they played, <laughs> but, yeah. but, turns out, uh, Victor Hovland, my guy, I've been betting him pretty much, uh, like basically for two years now, like, uh, all the time. Love the guy. Just, uh, always bails at the last, uh, when it counts on the last day on Sunday, but, uh, today he hit a massive putt or not today. Sunday, he made a massive putt on 17. And, uh, fortunately, Danny McCarthy was, uh, Putting his ass off all frickin' day, and uh, finally he he bogeyed 18 to make a playoff out of it. He shanks his uh, drive to the right, and Victor Hovland make, makes a par there while Denny bogeys the first playoff hole and uh, giving a nice 18 to one. So that that was a, a great feeling. Almost forgot what it felt like, but uh, yeah, it's the hell of a way to start the week.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, that's a great if you. I do remember that that show. I asked you who you who you had. You're like, yeah, none of my guys were really in. it. And then, then Hovland came came through for you there on Sunday. You guys were in the Discord there talking it out. So so happy happy for that for you for that that hitting there. Make sure you get in the Discord sgpn slash Discord. It is still a great support system. Great way to make some money. Talk about all types of different sports in the hockey channel. It's the most active channel. So make sure you get in there. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well at hockey sgpn. And, of course, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Island podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Turn on that auto-download and leave us a five-star rating and review.
1: And, of course, that wasn't the only um, golf news to talk about. uh, Yes, yes. uh, Everyone's talking about it, so uh, I'm sure the listeners know by now, but the whole live thing, the Saudis basically uh, signed the whole PGA And uh, they they, they reconcile their differences or whatever, and now it's uh, going to be interesting next year. We'll talk more about it because uh, I want to I want to see uh, how talent feels. Well, I mean, I know how he feels. He's probably, <laughs> he's, he's already getting drunk right now, celebrating uh, seeing his boys back in the PDA, um, Bryson and Kepka and Nicholson, yeah. all all the dark guys he likes. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it on uh, when he gets back. Is is that not in effect immediately? Is that not till next year? Yeah, not till next year. They'll uh, play out the rest okay. of the season, then. then they'll. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to work exactly. Uh, apparently, you have to pay a bit of money to get back in, <laughs> but I'm sure uh, they, they're going to make out just fine with, with uh, what they earned uh, signing with with Live. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a uh, it's a bad day to be Rory McIlroy, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like that that whole Live thing, like it's it's been what like a year, maybe two
1: years if that or less. Uh, it's been about a year.
0: Yeah, it, it just shows like if if there was a sport where you could like put the most elite elite athletes and create a second league, it would be like an individual sport like golf or like tennis. And like this is just showing you that you can't do that. Like, like you couldn't create a, an, an equal NHL or an equal NFL or, or even like a, a relegation in, in America. It just it just wouldn't work.
1: Yeah, I've been complaining all year about uh, all the favorites winning, but that's because a lot of excellent golfers went to this other tour, so it. You, you, you lost a lot of that middle ground, right? You just have like Scheffler, Rom at the top, Rory sometimes, and then uh, there's a fairly big drop-off between the, them and the other guys. And, and uh, But if there were like a uh, DJ playing, Bryson's playing well again, Camp Smith, one of the best golfers in the world, if those guys are still around in PGA, uh, Scheffler and Rom wouldn't be winning as much, and I would be complaining less and probably winning more.
0: Yeah, and then probably the odds will be longer, and you wouldn't oh, have exactly. to
1: complain about them being,
0: being too short, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The other big news in hockey, I forgot to mention it even pre-show to you to, to make sure we're talking about it. But big Flyers trade uh, today. A uh, matter of time here. Ivan Provorov dealt in a three team trade. Provorov went to Columbus. Uh, the Kings retained 30 percent of Provorov's salary, picked up uh, Kevin Connaughton and Hayden Hodgson. From the Flyers, basically for the Kings, it was them trying to clear some cap space to sign uh, Gavrikov, I believe, is due for an extension. But the Flyers made out—Danny Breer made out like an absolute bandit in this. I mean, he he, he swung big, and, and he hit with his first trade here. He got back the Kings' first-round pick from, from Columbus that they had from the Gavrikov trade, a uh, second-round pick next year from L.A., a second-round pick either next year or the year after from Columbus— And then got got back Cal Peterson, who's a a solid backup goalie, Uh, Sean Walker, who's a uh, decent defenseman, you know, put him put him in the bottom four. He can eat some minutes. And then this uh, Helge Granza guy, this this prospect right handed defenseman, apparently was like a top 20 first round guy. Ended up going 35th overall in 2020 to the Kings. So hopefully the Flyers, you know, pick up some some prospects there pick up some future assets and, and get rid of someone that, that, that they needed to get rid of for for this rebuild i i, I absolutely love it i mean as the news was, was trickling today i was like okay Proverov's going to la three-way trade. It's like okay you know then you saw cal peterson sean walker it's like okay then you know a, a second round pick then also a first round pick and another second round pick on top of that plus this prospect who. Some uh, Flyers fans appear to be pretty high on, so hopefully he can you know what, pan out. Or if he doesn't, he's not going to be on the books like Provaroff was for the next several years. So this is exactly what Danny Breyer and the Flyers need to do. They need to trade out some of these bad contracts. Obviously, Cal Peterson himself has a bad contract, $5 million, but it's only for two more years. The Flyers are not competing in those two years. I don't care what happens in the next two years. Bring out all the bad contracts that that expire before then, before the time the Flyers are going to be uh, competitive again, so maybe this means a Carter Hart trade. That was the big, uh, big speculation today on Twitter and all the social media there. You know, getting Cal Peterson, Felix Samstrom's decent, Sam Arson. They have all these goalies. Is the next shoot of drop going to be Carter Hart? So we'll see what goes with that. But uh, I've been talking a long time. Uh, I can't imagine you have as, as much of a take as I do on this. But from an outside perspective, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I can't uh, comment much more. I would argue with much there. I mean, I think that you're not giving enough credit to Provorov. Uh, he's, he's an excellent defenseman, and um... no, that's the thing. I, we are giving enough credit to Provorov. The people that watch and analyze the Flyers watch him and
0: don't just look at, oh, he plays 22 minutes a night. He 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 plays plays tough minutes and and that stuff. He he's he can be that. That's what he he was when he was playing with uh, Matt Niskanen that one year and even the year before that, but maybe to change change the scenery thing but i i don't know if columbus is is the right spot for him
1: it turns out i learned this today that mike Babcock uh, really liked provorov when in the marner draft and, and almost drafted him instead of marner um, interesting okay yeah so clearly he's had his eyes on him for a while and uh clearly rates him so that's yeah that's uh explains the trade to some extent and uh for me from a betting perspective this signals the intents of two teams uh, for looking forward to free agency. One team is looking to compete, which would be the Blue Jackets. And the other team, the Flyers, would be looking to uh, to sell. They're not going to be competitive this year. You don't make this kind of deal when you're going to try to be a, a, a really competitive team. This is a, a good move by the Flyers because it was thinking long term. So, yeah, the Flyers are likely going to be a sell team this year once again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I said the Blue Jackets would be – will be looking to be competitive but that doesn't mean I'm going to be betting on them uh, they got problems of their own um but yeah that, that that's what I think about that uh yeah you carry yeah. on.
0: I mean yeah th- that makes sense I'm uh, you've delved deeper into this in the past than I have but w- when do like team point totals usually come out
1: like August July Yeah uh, they're getting earlier and earlier every year but uh usually middle of August I want to say
0: yeah, usually when like the offseason, all the big free agents are done and like there's not going to be much movement. So,
1: but yeah, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised to see it come out earlier. I mean, um, just like this year, college football is uh, wind win totals were out a few weeks earlier than usual, too. So, yeah, it just gets early and earlier. Yeah, wants your money for as long as possible.
0: <laughs> exactly. I was going to say the sports books want your money as soon as you're able to give it to them. And they'll gladly take that from you. But but yeah, like you said, Columbus is is gonna try to win. I, w- we'll see what they do. I think they definitely need some help in net. But but wasn't uh what what's his face injured for most of last year? Likens? No, he yeah. just sucked. A- and he just sucked. So I don't know. Maybe they'll oh, Babcock will come in and be able to get the best out of you know Provorov there with with uh, Morinsky. And the, the line A and whatever up front. So, you know what? Maybe, maybe a Blue Jackets. I don't know what their what their cup futures are. I can't imagine they win the cup next year. But 250-1, to one. I mean, they're, they're showing they're trying to win. So maybe that's something to do.
1: But, yeah, the Flyers. Rensky was injured for the bulk of the year. Yeah. And that, that was a huge deal for them. So, yeah, I could see Babcock coming in there and uh, being like Tortorella with the Flyers last year. Just, just making them uh, more competitive, uh, especially defensively. Um, and yeah, we we could see a better year from the likes of uh, Johnny Goudreau, who didn't, you know, he was okay, but uh, he wasn't exactly um, in his Calgary form in his first year there. So yeah, I could see the Blue, blue Daggers at least going over the point total. Uh, definitely not looking to back them for any uh, uh, Stanley Cup shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Blue Jackets in general were injured a lot last year, and you know what? They're not going to make quite make that that
1: Devils jump that that the Devils made
0: this year, but they have a, a good young core too: Kent Johnson, Marchenko, Cole Sillinger, Patrick Line is only 25. So
1: that Marchenko yeah. guy came out of nowhere too. Mm-hmm. Like he exactly. showed up and started scoring goals.
0: Yeah, so maybe they're looking to compete in the next you know two to three years with Babcock there, and, and that's what they're looking here. With Provorov has two more years on his deal. Um, all right, let's make sure we check out edge boost uh edge boost is the world's first bet now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to 2500 in betting advances which can be an extremely valuable tool imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll you can get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months maybe some of those season point totals you could dump down on a favorite bet you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or a hedge opportunity edge boost isn't some sleazy loan shark they charge zero interest Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan, as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: One more piece of news. The uh, Cole Caulfield signing oh, up. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think we can touch on. I think it was eight years for 7-point. Eight something like that around yeah, there, I think seven it was around point.
0: Yeah, around there. Yeah, the max eight years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, just just less than the captain, Nick Suzuki. Even though I think Caulfield's a better player, but uh, yeah, they're building good culture there in Montreal. Not taking too much money, and that's that's how you build a competitive team, like we talked about um on the last show, I think. Um, just uh, spreading that money around and uh, not not hogging it all up with uh, a couple of players like a certain other team. Um. Yeah, so that, that's a great deal. He's he's going to be a a great player for the whole extent of that contract, barring um injury or some random drop off. But yeah, that, that's uh the the Canadians are building something for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that that was a great signing there. Uh, Talon said in the Discord that if they have Suzuki and. and- uh, Caulfield for like 15 million and Matthews asked for 14. He's just gonna quit the podcast. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, I saw some nerds on Twitter saying, you know, it was too much for Caulfield because he doesn't play defense or a two way game. He's 22 years old, he scores goals. What what, what more do you want from him?
1: Especially in, in today's NHL, like mm-hmm. defensive, uh, the two way play isn't as big of a deal as it used to be, at least during the regular season. I'm sure it, it becomes more important in the playoffs, but still, um, And uh, that's not what um, Martin St. Louis' system is all about, really. I mean, uh, we we just want to get the puck up the ice quickly and uh, get shots on net and accurate shooters. And that's what uh, Caulfield can provide. Um, Yeah, they're not too interested in defense over there in Montreal.
0: Yeah, but now they got 23-year-old Suzuki, 22-year-old Caulfield tied up, locked up and through at least 2029. So they got a good duo there. Um, all right. We were supposed to uh, re- potentially supposed to record after the game two on Monday night. I was not in the mood to record after the Panthers just got absolutely beat down by the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it was a 7-2 final score. Jonathan Marshall two goals to add to his suddenly he's now suddenly the favorite for the con Smythe. We'll get into that after talking about the game. But Joel, what was your uh, takeaway from game two? Do you think the Panthers have any chance of getting back in it, or was this just Vegas kind of showing what they're able to do for for a whole series?
1: Yeah, it was more of the same. They're just beating them with depth. They play all four lines. Nobody plays more than 20 minutes, and that's uh, it's beating the blocks off the Panthers, who basically have no fourth line, right? They they, they all they're very top heavy, and um, yeah, they're not they're not able to uh, to bully the Knights like they were able to do against the, the Leafs and the Canes, especially. Um, when there's, they're smaller teams and they don't have a lot of fight, but the, the Knights are just too damn big. Like, uh, it's, it's like, um, I don't know, they're, they're running into a brick wall kind of thing. And, uh, or they're like, uh, I don't know, a, a bee bugging an elephant or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so like they, these guys are so huge. Like, uh, you, you see that hit on, um, Gouda's tried to lay out uh, a yeah. barbershop, <laughs> ran him over and Gouda's uh, might like be that. done now.
0: I, I think there is no update on him yet.
1: Oh man. Um. Yeah, that that encapsul- encapsulates the uh, the story of the series so far. I know Kachuk, uh, he, he got Heichel pretty good. Uh, that was a great hit. But uh, generally, those those hits are going the other way, and that's why um the Panthers are unable to do uh, what they did to the uh, the previous team so much as the, against the Knights here, who are just uh, the bigger, better team right now, just rolling all four lines and uh, doing everything they can to bother Bobrovsky. Um, just the screens all day, and uh, even the Panthers themselves. I, I was listening to an interview with Mike McKenna old goalie, works with the uh, Daily Faceoff, I think. Um, he was saying that it's not only the Knights who are screening uh, Bobrovsky, but the Panthers themselves are, are doing a horrible job of uh, getting out of the way. Like they're they're just uh, in the sight lines of Bobrovsky all the time, and so I don't think Bobrovsky's Playing that batter or certainly he didn't think so, but uh, it's just the, the Knights are doing what you have to do against a hot goalie, and, and uh, the Panthers are not helping him out at all. They're looking more defensively like they were in the regular season than they were in the, in the playoffs. I mean, they were terrible for the past two years defensively, and then all of a sudden uh, they were able to play defense in these playoffs. So, yeah, the shorter sample size, we're regressing more to the mean, more to the, who they really are as a team, I guess and um yeah the, the better teams winning this series and uh unless the panthers radically change some shit up uh they're 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 destined for another um potentially another 4-0 sweep uh, going back to 96 when my avs killed them on a in a sweep there at the Uwe krupp the ot winner in game 4 um so yeah go knights
0: yeah at times during game 2 it, it just looked like men against boys out there i mean the, and the final score showed that 7-2 Panthers were never really in it. I mean, but Marshall still scored power play goal in the first first period. They went up two nothing. From then, you, you could just tell. I think shot the shots on goal disparity disparity was huge in the first period too. But I'm not writing off the Panthers for the entire series just yet. I mean, they, they showed their resiliency um, in the first round, obviously against Boston, coming back from down three one and then went on that that huge run where they won lost one game in the, in the next uh, two rounds. But Yeah, they they have not quite figured out Vegas yet. I don't know if Palmerace is uh, going to be able to. But going back home, I mean, Vegas is a tough, tough place to play. I think going back home, they do have some life. Uh, The odds do kind of show that. But yeah, that that game, too, was just Vegas. Vegas dominating. Uh, Got my Brett Howden goal in there. He scored two there. So that was good for Brett Howden. Um. What is your take now on—or what was your take on the uh, Kachuk hit on Eichel that got him a 10-minute misconduct? Because to me, it looked like Eichel—I don't know if he toe-picked or just kind of bailed out on the hit and leaned forward. Looked like a shoulder-on-shoulder hit. But obviously, with, with how the series has gone so far and with how Kachuk has just been a complete pest, uh, I think now he has, he has picked up a third 10-minute misconduct in, in the third period of the series. So he now actually has more penalty minutes in the series than time on ice— uh, what were your thoughts on that hit? Do you think the refs were taking it a bit bit too far to give them the misconduct?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, even uh, Bruce Casty and Jack Eichel after the game, and their their pressers, they were uh, they were saying it, it, was, it was more clean than not, and uh, it's a physical game, and you got to endure that kind of thing, and good for Jack Eichel to get right back up to his feet, you know, and just looked a little stunned at first the, with his uh, lid knocked off. Um, but, yeah, it was a great hit. You just got to keep your head up in those situations, and yeah, that when he bailed like that, that that's uh, that almost made it worse. Um, um but uh, yeah, it's just clean hit. Kachuk was in the right. I mean, he got two 10-minute misconducts, didn't he, in this game? I didn't see what the yeah. second one. was. Uh, the second was like, one, but...
0: he like he flicks, he like slashed someone's sticks out of their hand after the whistle, uh, and like yeah, he the... shot like a rat that was throwing the ass or something. It was. <laughs> it was
1: Oh man, yeah, the refs were were way too busy in this game. I thought uh, too many penalties, and, and that's another thing too. The Panthers are not being very disciplined at all. I mean, I'm not blaming uh, Kachuk for those ones, but in general, the the Panthers are not doing a good job staying out of the box, and the Knights are punishing for it. Um, yeah, the first power play goal, which uh, so it was a beauty. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, they got to be more mm-hmm. disciplined. That's for sure, because uh, the Knights are uh, they're getting the power play going. Yeah,
0: knights are knights are definitely getting the power play going. I, I do think still the refereeing is favoring Vegas, but some of these penalties by the Panthers just don't don't take a penalty, don't take a roughing penalty in the neutral zone. They're not going to score from there. Only penalties you take in the playoffs, especially in the Stanley Cup Final, is in your own zone if it's like a direct scoring chance. Anything else is just inexcusable, and, and that's what they've been doing so far. Um, we're planning on recording tomorrow night. That's why we're not necessarily going into Game Three too deeply here, but what are your initial thoughts on Game 3? I believe the Panthers are minus 120 at home. Golden Knights are plus 100. Over-unders up at 6 now, both paying off minus 110. Um, The Panthers, for me, I mean, they were a much better home team than a road team in the regular season, but I mean, Vegas loves going on the road, rolling their four lines, and just playing their game and continuing to do it. So, as a more rational take on this, what what do you think is going to happen in in Game 3?
1: Yeah, this is uh you know the the so-called must-win game. Um, you know you can't go down yeah. three nothing. We we know the history of teams that go down three nothing. It's not good. There's only been four, four teams that done it.
0: I, I didn't realize teams going up two zero at home. They showed on the broadcast last night are like thirty eight and three or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, they are the higher-seated team too, so that always helps. Um, yeah. So uh, for this game, it's it's uh uh, just give me the Knights. I mean, un- until the Panthers have shown me that they can um, change stuff up and uh, match the Knights uh, with, uh, I don't know, some more physicality or just more discipline, maybe more speed. Just uh, they got to get the other guys going other than um, Kachuk. I mean, Sam Bennett is uh, making a new of himself, but he's not producing too much offensively. Uh, Carter Verhage, um he's at his chances, but still uh, – Unable to bury the puck. Same goes for Reinhardt. So these guys just got to, I don't know, they, they got to shoot better or something and uh, pass the puck, get the get the Knights uh, big D-man moving because uh, you're not going to run them over. And um, maybe get some screens on Aiden Hill who uh, looked pretty shaky in game one, but game two uh, was pretty composed. Um, I don't think either goal were necessarily his fault. First one was definitely a fluke. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you can just give me the Knights better team i don't care that they're on the road doesn't matter much um these playoffs or uh, in recent playoffs either um so yeah the home ice advantage doesn't mean much but i would like the over as well but uh, it's gonna be super hot and humid once again in, in uh, sunrise there which could lead to some bad ice sloppy puck uh, play and it's uh, very choppy so a lot of funny bounces which generally leads to uh to unders i guess but that's just a We'll see how that plays out. That's that's why I'm not exactly uh, running to the window to bet the over.
0: Yeah, I, I think if I bet this total, it'll probably be uh, an alt total again. I mean, Golden Knights have scored, what, 12 goals now in two games? Like, And, and yeah, plus 100. They're plus 105 some places. If you can get plus money on the team that's up 2-0 and has outscored them, Twelve to four. I think you, you kind of have to take that, no matter what the the home away splits say. And, and as I said, the, the Golden Knights have no problem going on the road and and winning winning hockey games. So, um, I mean, it's up to the Panthers to 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 turn things on on, the, on its head now to to see what happens in this series. But um, before we'll further, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes plus plenty of other ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so the the big story, I think, to come out of of game two betting-wise is uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, who is now the betting favorite to win the Consummate Trophy at minus one hundred and five, uh, Jack Eichel is up there at plus four twenty-five. You can get him plus six hundred at FanDuel. Uh, Aiden Hill four to one. Then everyone else is a, a ten to one or higher. Uh, so, what is your take on, on the con Smythe uh, race right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Michael, I think at six to one is is the the only play right now. It, it's it's tough to do the. Uh, a minus price at this point Obviously the, the Knights are in the clear Driving seat to win the series And um, that would mean Almost certainly a Knights Player winning the cons Smythe. but uh, Minus 105 is just uh, it's just Too short so I don't want to I don't want to back that guy even though he's Got the hot hand he's he's scoring the goals Three goals already this series Two one assist I think And then uh, Yeah Eichel's been the provider he's got Three assists Um but uh, you know, it just takes one game, then he he can uh, get in there. Uh, I mean, we we've talked about the cost by on and on and on. It's just uh,
0: <laughs> that's all we got to talk about now. I
1: mean, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But uh, I just yeah, I call six to one would be the only thing I might play. I guess if you want to bet the Panthers, if you think of their come back, uh, if you can find Kachuk at uh, it's. I don't think Borowski has a hope now. Of uh, winning the Smythe and these odds don't really reflect that. He's still pretty close to Kachuk. So mm-hmm. I would bet Kachuk rather than the Panthers to win the series uh, if you go that route, as long as it's like 12 to 1 or better, 10 to 1, maybe. Bobrovsky and Kachuk are both at 13
0: to 1 at FanDuel.
1: There you go. That's what I would do for the Panthers. Uh, if I wanted to bet the Panthers, um, yeah, and no, I still don't mind Stone at 15 to 1 or better. He, he uh, He's he's the heart of the team. Everyone loves this guy, and he's the captain too. So, uh, yeah, I'm not. I just wanted to want to bet Marshall at minus one five or Hill at five to one. It's it's just a little too short. Both guys could win it. I'm not like Talon saying that Aiden Hill doesn't have a, a prayer. Obviously, uh, he's unlikely to win it, but um, he definitely he definitely could, especially if you know you get to shut out in the last game. And you know they say that it's like uh the finals are basically 60 to 70% of the, uh, the con Smythe waiting. Like you wait, this series far more than you do the first three. So even though he didn't play in the, in the first series, it doesn't really matter if, if he dominates in the, the last two series in particular. So yeah, that, that's why he does have a chance, but uh, he'll need the other players to maybe spread the love. Not, not like Marshall's scoring three points in one game. Maybe he'll have like a goal from him, assist from Michael Goal from Carlson, are just a bunch of depth guys scoring, and then Aiden Hill uh, keeps putting up the same numbers, which are really good, and, uh, and, and then that's, that's his path to a victory, and uh, uh, a big shutout win wouldn't hurt either, of course. So there is, there is a path for Aiden Hill to win the Conn but that five to one is just uh, too short.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think Eichel at six to one is probably the best bet right now. I mean, he has more points than Sow in the playoffs, only, only twenty-two to twenty-one, but. The issue is so has those 12 goals to Eichel six, um, but yeah, Eichel six to one I think is the play if you like the Golden Knights. He's gonna have to get he's gonna have to score sometime in these next few games. He's gonna continue picking up points, especially if so does. And you know now he has that narrative. You know every, everyone thought after that hit from Kachuk he was gonna be out with a concussion or a neck thing or his shoulder was hanging, so they thought maybe a shoulder thing. But he's back. He got an assist on so's second goal. I think six to one is kind of kind of crazy for that. Which I mean he is four to one, four twenty five elsewhere, so that that is more more reasonable. And yeah, Kachuk at thirteen to one. If the Panthers come back, it's gonna be Matthew Chuck kinda leading the way there. He has twenty two points, which is the most of all active players tied with Eichel. Um he he put up uh, I think multiple points in all the last three games of the Bruins series. I think he had six points over those last three games, so if the if the Panthers win, it's gonna be gonna be Kachuk. It's not gonna be Bob now after he got pulled. After you know he's kind of shaky now. Who knows? I mean, he's gonna start, but Maurice is kind of saying, you know, you never know who's gonna start that the the next game. But Kachuk 13 to one when the Panthers are what plus 400, plus 420 to to win the Cup, I think is some good value there. And if you want to bet so I don't I don't blame you for for wanting to kind of ride this hot streak but don't bet him for the Smythe. in game three you can get him to score a goal at plus 200. you can get him to have a point at around minus 140. two two or more points is plus 350 and three or more points is 12 to one so bet him to score a goal before you bet him to win Smith because if he doesn't score it's either eichel or, or hill is going to improve their case or they just lose, and then you're going to get better odds on him no matter what after game three. So I think that's the way to attack Marchessault so if you really want to. But yeah, I also don't think Hill's out of it. I think he could, you know, put up a shutout, put up another, only allow one or two two goals, and come out of nowhere and win it. Especially if if the Vegas Golden Knights do continue, their kind of their offense has been completely sped around. I think they have nine different goal scorers, like 15 different guys have a point. So Marchessault so was the guy in game two, but. They are a team that just rolls four lines, like we keep saying, and all four lines can contribute. William Carrier has been incredible. I saw something on Twitter, like over the past three years, he has many five five on five goals as some of these like star players we look at. So they have these guys that just score goals. They're going to win. And if they win, Hill's going to be in net. So I think that's not a bad angle there at four to one, five to one. But uh, yeah, I think Eichel six to one and then Kachuk at 13 to one are are my uh, probably two best bets there
1: one last thing uh to the uninitiated listener you probably sound like uh i don't know crazy people fools whatever because we've we basically picked uh, a different consmith guy every friggin' episode but uh, you gotta follow
0: about you gotta follow the market there's different exactly
1: prices. The, the prices change i didn't want ike at three to one but at six to one that's definitely more appealing especially when the the knights won another game i don't care marshall scored a couple goals Uh, Eichel can, um, you know, he's got goals in him as well He's he's been more of a passer in these playoffs But uh, still, you know, he's an elite talent And he he does shoot the puck It's not like he never shoots it And uh, passing matters too You get get the points and you get the love Um, The media seemed to like him as well For uh, for his, um, you know, his struggles with Buffalo and all that They were very sympathetic there Taking his side generally against the, uh, the Sabres management so um, yeah, Eichel is is definitely um, still very much in the mix. I uh, just like him better six to one than three to one after game one. So yeah, just just a a note for the listener: things are just dumb as fuck for uh, picking different guys every every episode. I mean, I've picked uh, yeah five of the top six at some point or other. Just I don't think I ever picked Broski, but uh, definitely the other five at the top of the board.
0: Yeah, it's not us like being dumb or being wishy washy. It's the, the prices change and, and that's that's the whole thing with betting in general, is that like you have to look at the market, the prices that are offered. You're not just betting on this player to to win an award or this team to to win a game. You're betting on the chances of that happening based off the odds that you're given, which is what you you, you preach over and over in your professor Meyer segments, and you, I'm sure you will in the offseason. Well, but yeah, every every new game, every time the odds change, it's a different market. There could be value on different guys. Exactly. Uh, speaking of value on some guys, if you do want a long shot, um, don't bet this. But Ivan Barbashev is 130 to one. What I do like for Barbashev though is either to, to get a point or to get an assist in Game Three. I think to get an assist, he is plus 190. Um, for a point, he is like pl- plus, I think 110. And he, he's on the top line with Eichel and Marcia So. Uh, he has a point in four straight games, which includes an assist in three straight. He has points in all but six of his 19 playoff games. He has assists in nine of those eight, 19 games. So, yeah, Barbashev is someone I'm targeting in Daily Fantasy. I bet on him a few times to, to score. He hasn't come through for me, but I think bet him to get a point or bet him to get an assist if you're looking for a, a plus money prop. Yeah, I love that bet. Uh, um. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I, got, all I got. We should be come back to you in about 24 hours. Uh, you got anything else you want to touch on here before we close it out? Uh, not really. Um, just yeah. uh, I, I don't think there's any any more news today, really. It's, uh oh, yeah. there, there there was a coach hiring somewhere, and um, there was a coach hiring. Uh, it may have been maybe the Ducks hired somebody.
1: Oh yeah. I heard, I that, heard yeah. a
0: story about him on, on Twitter that was like when he was in the AHL and the coach, like the opposing coach was chirping his guys, his players. And then like during the intermission, he went into that coach's office and said, stop chirping their players. You're going to deal with me. So I, I love seeing that. I think it was the Ducks hired him. I, I'm not I'm going to try to find his name right now. Uh, Yeah. Greg, Greg Cronin. Uh, on Monday. Sixth place is uh Dallas Eakins. So yeah, another another one of these guys, not a retired coach, coach that's kind of put put his time in the in the AHL, especially hearing that story. Uh, I'm excited to see what what he does in Anaheim. Maybe he can whip uh Trevor Z. griffin into shape.
1: I totally forgot the Ducks even fired Eakins. I mean just goes I to show how much that uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ducks are irrelevant anyway. Uh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all good. I'm just a bit scared of Carlos Alcaraz, who absolutely destroyed Tsitsipas, the Greek guy. He he always fails uh, towards the end, no matter how good he's playing. Talking about the French Open, by the way, for anyone who's totally clueless. And uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna set up a huge heavyweight semifinal between him and my guy Novak Djokovic. So uh, that that'll be one hell of a match on Thursday or no, it's Friday. Um, yeah, well, hopefully I get to watch that. But uh, yeah, uh, French Open is getting down to the the um, the, uh, the hard stuff, the, uh, the, the final matches, and uh, when uh, you know, what's I'm looking for a thing. What's like, that final yeah, this weekend? Sun- yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it would be okay. the man. I think the women are on Fri or Saturday. Um, yeah, so uh, it's gonna be intense. Um, all in on Djokovic. All in on Inga Shavantek. And uh, yeah, hopefully the these results serving better than uh, the first week, which is not very good. Uh,
0: apparently, this Greg Cronin or Cronin guy is not one of these more younger guys. He's 60 years old. He, uh <laughs> mostly a uh, college coach with Maine back in the 90s and Northeastern in the late 2000s. Most recently was the uh, coach of the Colorado Eagles. He's at the uh, Avalanche AHL, I believe. Yes,
1: sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So and that, that He, makes was, sense with, he was with
0: the Maple Leafs in the past as well. So you and Talon just eating it up here.
1: That makes sense for the, the Ducks, though, because they don't—they you know, got a, a lot of uh, young guys. So the fact he spent so many years in college will um, help with that, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: It's still the Ducks. So. Okay. Exactly. Um, all right. Once again, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey UN Podcast. Leave us one of those five-star rating reviews. I've not gotten one in uh, almost three months now. I mean, we've got Stanley Cup Final here. Only, a, only a, Not a few more shows, but a few more weeks here of actual hockey to talk about. So make sure you get those reviews in was a long way for the discoverability of the show make sure new people can find us especially if you look you enjoy us so much so make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on twitter at hockey sgpn and get in the discord sg.pn discord uh, i am ryan gilbert you can follow me on twitter at rgilbert sop
1: i'm joel mine if i'm praying for rory McElroy's reputation because it uh, took a massive hit uh, today See ya.